ladies and gentlemen, welcome back <laughs> to the Green Suitors Podcast with myself, Jason Bent of Bent's Woodworking, and more. And me, Brian Sedgley from Sedge Tool. Hey, <laughs> episode 71. That's a that's quite the milestone, isn't it? Wow. <laughs> I, I I don't know why. I don't know what 71 has any hey. uh, relevance. And don't say it's my age. I got quite a few years before I hit 71. Uh, I was going to say we have quite a few more episodes before we hit your age. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> so. hey oh, Yeah. Well, before we get into it, let's uh, quickly talk about this month's sponsor. And that is our good friends over at TSO Products. And they are... Uh, donating a micro jig blade clean system, which is great. They do carry a full line of micro jig products on their website, tsoproducts.com. So <laughs> if you would like to win said blade, blade cleaning system, make sure you get over to greensuiterspodcast.com and sign up on the entry form, everyone, or not. Don't get free stuff. Yeah. And Sedge and I don't care. But the thing is, is I usually get 50 or 60 entries in there every time. I still haven't won yet. Yeah, it's because I delete all of them. Oh, come on. Sorry. Oh, man. Speaking of uh, TSO, man, I'm really getting into those uh, TDS 13s. Those are oh, really yeah. nice. Dog stops. Yeah, man. I use them on my Veritas bench, too, because I bored out my uh, old three quarters that I had there so I could use all my 20 millimeter Festool stuff. Earlier this year, I did a video on it. And now with that TDS in there, and I use that UGK, UJK Rima. Mm -hmm. it's, it's perfectly flush. It's the ultimate planing stop. I love it. I love it. I love it. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, speaking of TSO, man, they're getting all kinds of free publicity on this one. Dude, I watched your video. Yeah. So it's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, that video really really brought the trolls out really oh yeah you should read the comments i mean there i have plenty of get bent comments tonight um but man just so much so much hatreds hatreds yeah it's like i can do a video with 12 tools but when i do a video talking about one tool and showing all the different applications of it all of a sudden now that's a you know, that's a bad thing. And I'm a shill and it's like, whatever. There's one guy who goes and, uh, he's responded to probably like 10 negative comments. Oh, like he personally responded and was like sticking up for me. I just thought that was funny. Um, and cool. Um, but yeah, huh. it's, it's just, it's kind of mind blowing, but again, you know, it's just like, whatever, you know, I, I'm so tempted to write back and I'm just like, now nah, it's not worth it. Cause I don't care. I hope they leave the channel. Like it just doesn't, you know what I mean? I'm going to do what works and what works for me. And it's, you know, it's working. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> whatever, God, people just don't, I yeah, don't know. No, they don't get what, it. What's funny is that, you know, it is an anodized aluminum you know, layout tool essentially, but just with way more things that you can do with it than say like a triangle from woodpeckers or something. And woodpeckers is crazy expensive. This thing costs 300 bucks in, not in the sustainer, but in the foam insert. Mm 
Mm-hmm. It's 300 bucks. It does a multitude of things. It's not a one trick pony, right? Yep. Um, and, you know, if you're somebody that uses the 20 millimeter, you know, benchtop system, uh, MFT or a homemade one, mm-hmm. it's got a lot of great uses. And, you know, I demonstrate all those in the video. So it does a lot. Hmm. But if woodpeckers had just a triangle that cost $350, like people wouldn't think no, anything they'd, of it. They'd, they'd say no big deal. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I guess something about that red just makes people uh, less obvious to mm. the I, price of something. I really like those posts you screw in to give it the height to register to start. That's the square I'm going to use from going forward that TSO. Yeah. Uh, I get the larger one and I'm going to use that to uh, square up my MFT going forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> I don't know. It, that that video, I, I just, sometimes it just blows my mind. But again, at, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, that video is, it's doing okay. It's kind of died already now, which I didn't expect it to do fantastic. Mm. But, you know, it's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, if you're so unhappy, you just well, leave. What you know? I got out, what I got out of it, Jason, was you were actually teaching people the many uses for it, and that's what's cool about it. Because now, if somebody's considering getting one, they're going to look that up and they're going to watch your video and go, "Oh wow, it is a whole hell of a lot more than just you know, uh, <laughs> right. just a a right angle. You can do so many cool things with it." I, I never thought of taking one of those right angle brackets and putting it on there as a balancer to square up my uh, joint defense. That's a great application. It it's, it's one of those, one of those tools that like, you know, looking at it initially, I think I really, I think any triangle, to be honest with you, looking at it, you're like, what is this going to do for me? But like the MTR, like the bigger one, that thing is, has a multitude of uses and it's very large. So you get a ton of surface area. And I think that's what I really wanted to drive home in that video is that you can, you can use a square. There's something that's small, but why do you think people reach for larger squares? Cause it's going to tell you a lot more than something that is small on a large piece. Right. And being able to maximize that reference edge, but still be able to fit into a portable space, I think is what really drew me into that because I love the MTR. But now that they have one that fits in a sustainer, but still has a long reference edge on both sides, it's it's a good tool to use for a multitude <clears> of things. And I, I people just again, there's there's so many people out there that are just so focused on the price of things, and there's just this mm-hmm. disdain and jealousy for people that have nice things. And it's it's okay because again, you know, it's helping my video. So mm-hmm. keep hating or leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I that's wanted good, to get. That's a good word. Multitude. Yeah. I wanted to get a video out because I hadn't released a video in a month. And that's wild. My man, you've been kicking butt. I know what you've been up to, man. Yeah. I typically don't wait that long for a video, but right now I just again, two weeks from now I'll have no no more ties to the to the army. So I definitely won't have to worry about anything. So when that time hits, then then I can truly you're finally e- kind of get on a routine. So you're not expected to do anything after no. February. Nope. You don't have to report in nothing. Nothing. So on February 13th, Monday the 13th, I will go to Fort Knox first thing in the morning. I will go to, you know, clear a couple more places, sit through a couple briefings. They'll hand me my flag and my 
retirement certificate and all that good stuff. And then I'll be like, see you later. And at like one o'clock on that day, I will officially be uh, hands. I'll be on terminal leave, you know? So, I mean, hypothetically speaking, you know, if the world war three kicked off and they were like, you're not retiring now, they could still do that, but um, yeah, so I'll be done. Terminal leave is what is all what you're owed because of the leave that you've built up. Right. Correct. Yeah. Huh. And traditionally you can take a lot more terminal leave. Um, you know, some guys will have 120 days. Um, in our battalion though, we used to have it. We don't have the, the policy as much anymore. Um, but our Sergeant major had this fantastic policy of basically he would give you six months to take care of your stuff from the time your leave started, as long as you agreed to only take 60 days of leave. Um, and of course, you know, there were still requirements for me to come in and I did have to go in from time to time, but the focus was, Hey, if, if you have stuff you need to get taken care of, which it was fantastic. It, it was a wonderful thing. And I, I'm so glad that I had that opportunity because I was able to truly take advantage of it. Um, and it just made things a million times less mm. stressful, which was really nice. Um, and so I think that that's a fair trade, right? Don't take 120 yeah. days leave, you know, <clears throat> we'll, we'll give you the time that you need to, to get better prepared. So, um, that was, that was really, really nice. So it's almost that time though. And I'm oh, so ready. And it's cool because I know you said that I've been, been busy lately, obviously doing the flooring, which we'll, we'll talk about when we get into what, what we've been up to, but I'm like really excited because for the last, you know, for four days straight, granted it was backbreaking work, but for four days straight, I was like doing stuff to the house and just getting excited about the next project and the next project and the next yeah. project. And, you know, was filming everything, which I filmed a ton of footage. Um, but I'm also excited because I'm learning too, because not on the flooring side of things, right? Because I, I feel fairly confident and comfortable doing that, but on the filming aspect again. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is I really don't like filming things inside my house because <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is not the same. I mean, I have, you know, five lights and all five of them are different shades. Yeah. Uh, plus I got natural light coming in. Plus, you know, depending on the angle, I'm constantly adjusting the settings on the camera. It's just such a pain. <coughs> I'm, I'm damn near tempted just to rip all the lights out of the inside house and just put American green lights everywhere. <laughs> your, so house will, your, your house will glow. Yeah. <laughs> just put perfect lighting throughout the entire house. Like every room is just exactly the same and I don't have to worry about anything. Every, every nook and cranny. Boy, you but, sure get used to it when you put American green, green lights in, huh? Oh, my gosh. Oh, when I'm at work, we have those fluorescents. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm, I thought they were okay bright until I got my American green lights in my shop. And even the boys realized, holy moly, is this horrible lighting in these rooms, in the training well, rooms. You really gain an appreciation for uh, filming when you have a constant thing all the time. Right. Yep. I literally never have to change my settings in my shop ever. The only time I would ever have to change my settings is if for some reason it was a beautiful day outside and I wanted to open up the doors and I pointed the camera in a direction where that natural light was coming in, then I would have to adjust it because I wouldn't want to, you know, wash out the, the shot, but inside the house, it is so hard. And this, this 
job of this project. Cause I had to film everything. Cause obviously I'm doing the video for, for Hewn. Um, and it's an install video that they will send to all of their customers essentially and say, Hey, here's a resource to install the flooring. Yep. And I, I started editing that last night and uh, continued editing again this morning. I'm not even done putting in the video clips that I need to, and I'm already at like 42 minutes. Holy crap. But it is packed full of info, of info and step-by-step step, how to start off straight, how to, I mean, it, I, I think it's really good, but um, that's not supposed to be a short, you know, quick overview video. I want it to help the people that are going to need the help. Would you be able to do like two, one, <clears throat> all in? I could, but I don't want to. No? No. It's, again, this is really for them. It's going to live on my channel. Yeah. But it's really for them um, because they don't have a, a video of their own stuff, right? And huh. that's why I'm doing the video. So I think it'll be cool. So got wow. some, I've got a couple more things I need to shoot, which I'll probably do Wednesday morning uh, before Packwick and Michelle get here. I'm going to tell you, when we showed up Saturday afternoon, dude, you looked wasted tired. Yeah. You, I was like, oh, wow. What are we doing here? He needs to get, he needs to chill. Dude, so that I felt that, that morning I was, I was busting my butt that morning. Cause I, I wanted to get the sections and right when you walk in done that last little section, which I did, I got that done yeah. pretty quick, but then I started doing the kitchen and it was going faster than I expected. And I, and then I'm like, I've got, I don't want to stop now. I've got to get this done before, before you guys get here. Oh <laughs> so God. yeah, I was beat. So yesterday like, we're basically talking about what we've been up to now. So yeah. um, yesterday, Nicole and I decided to, we went up to the mall up in uh, Keystone where oh, the yeah. Apple store is. Yep. Keystone. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. Keystone crossing. We went to the mall cause we were looking for some stuff and, um, didn't end up buying anything. Oh, except I did buy some new AirPod pros, which I don't know why I waited so long because these are so much better than the ones I was using. But, um, huh. then we decided we went to dinner. We took Leo to Dave and Buster's so he could play some video games and, and just to get out of the house and not focus on flooring for one day was like a godsend. Yeah. It was chill, huh? Yeah. I mean, my back, my knee, I told you, my left knee, just destroyed. How's it feeling right now? It feels good right now. No, it feels feels fine right now. But if I was to get down on the floor right now and start doing flooring for longer than 30 minutes, I'm I'm sure it would start acting up again. But yeah, so I've been taking it easy. I haven't been doing any uh, running on the the old Peloton or riding or anything. So Hmm. give it a couple days and get back at it. But yeah, it's... It's a lot of work, but I'll tell you what, busting my butt that much and then getting to see Nicole's reaction. Yeah. And then seeing how much of a difference it made really, really, really invigorates me because I, I've said this kind of stuff in the past, you know, like, oh, you know, this year's going to be big. Like this year's going to be big because yep. I have nothing holding me back and I have a ton of projects oh, to yeah. do for this house. So... It's going to be great for I need sure, to start getting, man. I need to start getting materials. Hmm. What have that, you been up to? 
What have you been up to, Sedge? That would be a good topic. Hmm. Hmm. Where are you going to get those materials? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I've been... uh... (sighs) What have I been up to? Well, at home, in the home shop, we shot some video all morning yesterday. And it was really cool because I like our process because we didn't have anything already in the can. So we, what we did is uh, we shot in the morning and I posted the video with a B testing. Chris went home and did all of it. So we were fin. We started shooting about 10, nine 30 and we posted by two all done. And it was, I, I didn't expect nice. a lot of, well, I didn't expect a lot of views on it. But we got, you know, a decent amount. I just wanted to cover uh, the small knife uh, sharpening jig for a Tomac, and it was pretty cool. Um, did that. We shot a few other videos, too. And uh, we're going to be digging out the slab that I've had sitting, that big ash slab that mm-hmm. I've had for a while. I'm going to set it up. I'm going to start measuring everything. I'm going to design my base for it because that's going to be my new desk. It's a lot of... A lot of videos out of it, but it's going to be, I've wanted this big slab desk for a while. I bought it what two years ago. Oh yeah. And then, oh my God, I've been running around with my head cut off at work um, at Festool because I'm getting ready for this build off. And then all the stuff I ordered is all coming in and Alan Neary is sending a bunch of Rubio and Legs from Osborne's woods coming in. It's going to be pretty cool. I think I got all my ducks in a row. I just got to mess with some walnut that I pulled down from upstairs that we had for the conference tables. And uh, we had some big wigs in from Germany today. So that was kind of fun. We had our uh, big uh, quarterly meeting. So it was kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. It's uh, we miss you there, Mr. Bent. Well, speaking of festival, I got uh, a message today from, uh, I assume it was Lucy. And uh, the old Basics with Bent series launches tomorrow. Yes, sir. Which one is it? Is it the Sanders? The way she made it sound is that the entire series was going to get launched. So I don't know if if they're doing like, you know, I think we did five videos total, Mm -hmm. if I remember correctly. Um. I know it's funny as Chris was, was filming me doing all that. Cause it was all like off the cuff basically, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that they were such, you know, simple, basic broken down style videos. It's like, how can I do this? And the whole time I'm thinking the only one, the only one that I uh, was like, Oh, this is going to be good. was the tracks all ones because I'm, I'm so comfortable on that topic. The whole like breaking down that process, like how I do it. Mm-hmm. That those ones I was like, oh yeah, this is this is a home run. But the other ones I was like, how am I going to make this as beginner friendly as possible, but not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he edited all of them, and I watched them, and I was like, man, they're actually really good. Like, I like them. I think they'll be helpful. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll talk about this. It was really funny today in the lobby. I was talking to the um, his name is Jean, and uh, Jean from uh, Germany. He's the CEO of Bot which is the company with sustainer systems for the trucks and the vans. Mm-hmm. And he's just a, such a nice guy. And um, another guy from the UK from bot was there. His name's Ben. 
and just the nicest guys. I'm sure. Then all of a sudden they said, Oh my God, we were laughing yesterday. We saw your sedge tool video. And I went, Oops. <laughs> did you, I don't think you saw it. We did a story in a post where uh, I did my uh, curly impression. Oh, I saw it. Yeah. And no, it's the grindstone. Yeah. Hey, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> because you that. have a lot of fun, don't you? I go, Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it was just funny because I was messing with the boys. We are kind of like messing around. And Derek says, do that again. <laughs> and it, it didn't go viral, but it was just fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, so I wouldn't that, have been surprised it, if it did. That's usually the kind of stuff it does. The stuff well, that you it, never plan on it. You know, sometimes we, I'm going to tell you, we've been meeting on Sunday mornings for two years now. And we work, we work at it, the three of us, you know, and uh, sometimes it's, it's not that it's a drudgery. It never is, but I, I, I decided this year, let's have some, let's, let's get back to just messing around, having a hell of a fun time. So, you know why I did that to make them laugh and they were howling Chris and Derek. And I just went, and, and, and I'm, I'm over getting something ready and they're still laughing, watching the video. I went, post it, you know, just post it right now. And they went, really? I go, yeah. And uh, it was funny. <laughs> it just, I, I just like making those two guys laugh. And that's what yeah. we needed because last year was a rough year for Big D and he's coming out of it pretty good. Yeah. And I'm proud of him, man. It was rough and I'm not going to get too into it, but uh, poor guy. So that's what I've been up to. I'm getting excited for the build off. Oh my God. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, and I was going, I was going over the, um, the people who are building and there's 12 people, right? Because mm -hmm. I got a book moon town, which I did. And I looked. Angela sent out an invite internally to the people we wanted to invite. Every single person accepted. They go, hell yeah, we want to go. I think we get like 20 Festulians. Really? 30, oh my God. And then we're still adding. So it's going to be a wicked good time. I, uh, Angela How said, big is that room? Oh, it's huge. It can, oh, fit, okay. it can fit like, I think, 120 people, 150 oh, people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, That'll be uh, fun. Oh my God, we're going to do a really nice barbecue buffet. Whew. Okay, I got to say it. Happy birthday, Jason Bent. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Sedgley. Yes, Thank sir. You. Yeah. For those, oh, for those of you listening tomorrow, tomorrow, which tomorrow. will have already passed when this comes out, but the 24th of January, the day of our Lord, <laughs> is also Jason Bent's birthday. <laughs> I was telling Sedge before we started, I said, yeah, you know, I'm entering my retirement year of 39. <laughs> oh, my God. It's true, though. Never going to work another day in my life. Instead, I'll just work twice as hard, but for myself. So it's all good. Yeah, I'm actually starting to crunch some numbers and deciding if I'm ever going to retire. But, you know, what would be the right time? You know, Mary Ann said, go on your social security. See how much you're going to haul in. That's nothing. But 
good thing I did the old 401ks and everything at work. So yeah, who knows? A couple of years I could. Here's a question. But I don't, does, I don't want to. That's the whole key. Does Festool have a, I mean, I, I'm just oblivious to how, you know, some corporate jobs operate, but does Festool have like a offer a pension plan or anything like that? Or no, not here in the States. No. Ah, okay. Just 401ks. Right. Yeah. Which is fine. We got a hell of a match. I mean, a hell of a match. They take good care of us. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I always They'll send you who, a capex per month when you retire. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Our, our, our big wig over in Germany, uh, Christian Ultra, my buddy, I've talked about him several times. Yeah, he, uh, he made a speech once and he goes and he was talking about the beginning of Festool and going through all the people, how they hired people. And he puts my face up on there. He goes, see this guy? He'd work for a track star a month. He just wants to work <laughs> you. Everybody goes, yeah, yeah, it was funny. God, I know a lot of people that probably would do that. You know, it's uh, it's um, it's grown. It's not the same. We've discussed this. It's not the same as when I started in 2007 because we were really small. But it, it's there's a little pride to see the growth behind it because I think I might have had a little something to do with it. I don't know. But uh, it's just the uh, it's how do you say? It's a it's not just a job. It's a passion and it's a lot of fun. But, you know, it's like any job. You, you get to deal with a bunch of different people as it gets bigger. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get along with everybody. You just got to, you know, you got to, you don't have to be everybody's best friend, but you got to work with them. Oh, yeah. You know, that's going to be in any job. In any job, you know. So it's got its highs and lows. But, you know, we, uh, um, you know, my buddy, Steve Wade out in the warehouse, he's a, mm-hmm. what a good dude. Him, uh, he was talking to somebody who left in the warehouse and he met him. He was out and about and he bumped into him and he was kind of saying, yeah, I work over here now. And, you know, I'm making more an hour He goes, you like it. He goes, absolutely not. <laughs> he goes, their warehouse is filthy. And he goes, oh, my God, there's so many idiots working there. And I just, Steve goes, you're not coming back to work for us. You walked out. And he yeah. just looked at me and went, ah, come on. So you know, he, sometimes it's not the dollar amount. It's the the environment you work in and the people you work with. You know, because there's a lot of big warehouses in the area that aren't uh, air conditioned in the summertime to this day. Uh, I mean, they're, they better be heated, right? Right, but not all of them are air conditioned, and they're they're not that nice. Uh, and they're big; they look huge on and nice on the outside, but the working conditions on the inside they just don't keep it clean. Well, it's funny you mentioned the the cleanliness of the warehouse because that's one thing that I definitely noticed that the warehouse there is like uncanny clean. Like you wouldn't think, you know, that a, that a big warehouse like that would be so clean, but it really is. Like yeah, very I mean, organized, very clean. Yeah, we, uh, Steve Wade, the guy who runs the the warehouse. Oh my God, he's been with me. For, he's we've worked together for fifteen years. I mean, he 
he's got the guys and gals out there sweeping every single day. We have a Zamboni. That's awesome. I was driving in one of my festival lives. I love that thing. (laughs) It's just, you know, Hey, it's, it also equates to clean air. You know, Mm -hmm. you're breathing stuff out there, all that dust. That's not good for your health. We just keep it clean. And it's a, it's a great work environment. Surprise. I'm surprised. I'll probably get a bunch of comments when I release the YouTube video on my experience at festival that are like, Oh, woodworking company with a clean warehouse. <laughs> do they even do anything? Yeah, I, I know. I know. I love the, I love the people who are reaching out to you going, are you sure you're not trying isn't retiring. You're taking his job. Oh yeah. I got that a lot. Really? Not, yeah. Not, not even so much, but they all just, a lot of people assumed that the whole reason I was going there, which is crazy because I've been talking about this for months. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and I was very clear that it was never the intention to to work at festival. Um, but yeah, they were like, are you going to be, are you going to be a, a taking Sedge's job? Are you going to be a trainer? Is that why you're training with Sedge so much every day? And I'm like, no, it's not why. <laughs> Ooh, hey, I know what anyway. I'm going to be, I know what I'm going to be up to next weekend. I'm going to be at the woodworking shows at the Leather by Dragonfly booth. That's right. They they will be here on Wednesday. That's way cool, man. That's way Should cool. Be a, Should be a good turnout on Saturday, I think. Hey, uh, I didn't. I was off the grid all weekend. How did the show go in Columbus for them? He said it went well. Um, I think it's even less people that were there, before, you know, than before because they haven't done it for so many years. Um. Like Veritas wasn't there. Lee Valley wasn't there. Um, that was another one. I just talked to him today on the phone, actually. Um, but they sold, you know, a couple aprons. They sold some Sedgley's, some sidekicks, some other small things here and there. But, you know, they made, made a lot of connections and, and met a lot yeah. of people. And, you know, they're still getting clients. He told me that. He's like, we're still getting people who recognize or remember us at the indie show four years ago. Wow. He said, so for us to go to these events and still putting faces to names and getting ourselves in front of other people, you know, especially, you know, the older population that may not, you know, has that expendable income and is looking for something like that, but doesn't focus a lot on social media. Right. Yeah. Um, so he made some good points, but yeah, he said it, it went well. They're, they're excited about this one, you know, cause me, uh, you, Ronnie, I think Jevin's coming. A bunch of people are supposed to, to come out for that. And there's a really good population of woodworkers here in the area. So yeah, should be a good day. Huh. They should sell a multitude of things. I like, I like what you did there. You like that multitude. Yeah. That's you need to work that into uh, a meeting. The next meeting you have at festival multitude that needs to be, we should have done that while I was there. Yes. We should have come up with a random word each day. Yeah. So many great ideas. Rick there. and I, Rick and I used to do that. Yeah, we'd, we'd so, find a find a word, and the next thing you know, we were using it, and everybody just kept looking at us like, you "Guys are creeping us out, man." Before before we get in the topic, I want to tell you a story since you just said you and Rick used to do that. So when I was in, when I was in Afghanistan, we would have these these meetings, and it was called the Cub, and the C- Commander's Update Brief is what it was. And we would be going through it and we had this uh, executive officer and an S3 and both of them had like these 
interesting quirks, but so did our battalion commander. And there was things that they would always say, something they would always bring up in every meeting. And we started to catch on to it. So me and all the other staff officers, <laughs> we would play cub bingo. And one <laughs> of the officers, we'd all be sitting like, you know, all the, the higher ups are all sitting at the, the main table and uh, the rest of the staff is all sitting against the wall around the sides. And every time they would like say a phrase, yep. uh, and we had all these things on this thing. And, and one of the officers would come to the meeting and have cub bingo sheets prepared. Oh, no. So, yeah, we used to play it all the time and it caused problems a few times. And I think they finally caught on to it because <laughs> we'd be sitting there laughing. I'd like be sitting next to my buddy and I'd get bingo and we'd have to like, you know, make some noise or have some sort of signal. And I'd be like poking my buddy or something. We, we got yelled at one day for it, but God, that was so much fun. We should have done that. Rick and I still do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into the to the topic for tonight. It's your topic. Why don't you tell everybody what we're talking about? Okay. Um, this came about. Um, people ask me all the time in the office, "Hey, where do you get your hardware?" Or during the class, people would say, "Hey, uh, where do you get your wood?" I'm a local guy, you know, and I I would rattle off four or five sources. Or where do you get your finish? You know, who's your supplier for your plywood? Who's your supplier for, where do you get your screws? Hey, these are cool screws. Where'd you get them? So I've also done videos on Sedge Tool about a couple of them already. And I just think it's a good, um... okay, so it also came about where I listened to podcasts on my way to work. I think everybody knows I listen to Joe Rogan and he writes these books or he mentions books that sometimes I pull over and write them down. So I'm going to tell everybody who's listening right now, get your pen and paper out because we're going to rattle off some really cool sources. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, some some of them are local. We'll talk some local ones for people who may be in here in the uh, Midwest, but also um, online uh, because I do a lot of my shopping online now. Uh, it's just, it's about time. And I could tell you a few stories of what's happened recently. Marianne, when I started to go, Hey, I'm going to go over to this hardware store. She goes, you sure they have it? Right. She goes, have you checked Amazon? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what it's become. And you want to know something? It's not about saving the money. It's about saving my time. Cause mm -hmm. I got really frustrated a couple weekends ago. And I started thinking about this uh, topic because I had uh, written this topic down a, a month or two ago. Okay, so how do you want to do this? Do you want to go and start, hey, talk about wood or hardware or paint or whatever, and then you tell one and I tell one? or I would say we break it down lumber, and that can be regular lumber and plywood. Yep. Any sort of lumber. We talk yep. about hardware, so uh -huh. slides, poles. Yep. Could be screws, nuts and bolts. Um, and I guess the other one, you know, you could, we could do finish. Okay. Is there anything else you can think of? That's kind of woodworking related, like stuff we would do in the shop. Tools. Big tools, tools. Yeah. Tools. Okay. Which one do you want to start with? Let's do, uh, let's do wood. Okay. You want me and to go I first? 
And uh, yeah, but here's the thing, everybody listening. Some of them are going to be repeats for me because Jason and I sort stuff out locally. So, but you know, there's other sources out there. So, yep, you go first. So, all of the hardwood that I use, I mean, I think most people that know us know by now, is it's all from Hartzell Hardwoods, which they're not a direct to consumer retailer. Um, they are a uh, a supplier of businesses uh, worldwide. Um, I just happen to have a really good relationship with them. So I don't have a lot of experience buying hardwoods in the area. However, anytime I've ever needed something that Hartzell doesn't have or I don't have in the shop, like poplar, um, maple, something like that, I have always gone to Northwest Lumber. Mm-hmm. Um, good shop reasonable prices, I, I suppose, for the area. Um, that's where I primarily get my plywood from because they have a really nice selection of plywood. However, um, this is good timing because all the cabinets that I'm getting ready to start building, I was going to use uh, the pre-finished birch that I have, mm-hmm. but I really, really, really like the look of pre-finished maple. Yep. And... When that time comes, matter of fact, I meant to call them today. I need to put that on my to-do list. I will probably need to call Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. And because I know that they have pre-finished uh, maple ply. And I think that's what I want to use for all the kitchen cabinets, all the built-ins, everything, uh, because some of them will be exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're, we're going to paint some, we're going to have natural white oak for some, Um but the ones that are painted, if they have like glass trim, I think I feel like the the finished maple just looks better mm-hmm. uh, when you're looking at it. So that is who I will go through. And they're a very, very well-known lumber supplier and they are direct to consumer uh, retail yard. I have never been there. I've never ordered anything from there, but those that's for me the, when, when it comes to lumber. That's where I get it from now. I mean, I could spout off, you know, some places that I went when I was in, down in Georgia, but mm-hmm. um, what about you? Frank Miller Lumber. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've took about a year to find them. I was buying from Northwest. I was having Northwest mill stuff for me. Um, and then, hey, this is kind of uh, uh, full circle. Um, I met Frank Miller Lumber. I met the sales rep, Melissa, there. She no longer works for him. And I said, where are you guys? And she goes, well, we'll deliver. And she goes, we're in Union City. And I uh, I, uh, I, I was ordering from Festool. And now I order personally from them. And they're just great selection, great customer service. I know Dirk from Dayton, you're listening, baby, because <laughs> I know you love you love Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. Northwest is a great source. Uh, they get some cool stuff. But there's another place I use here in Indy. Uh, I buy my slabs from him. He'll mill just about anything, and he's just a good friend. Everything is recycled uh, because it's all the trees that cut down in Indy, and he just sources them. Uh, his name is Brian Presnell, and it's Indy Urban Hardwood, a killer resource. I, th- I think it's one of those gems that's kind of hidden and I, I just keep promoting them and promoting them and promoting them. Um, great. He is really an amazing individual and he, they'll flatten stuff. He is a, a hub of woodworking and artists 
He knows everybody and everybody knows him and an incredible designer and furniture builder. So um, those are my sources in the area is that's who I use. I Have just you thought, ever ordered lumber online? Cause I, that's a question I get a lot. Well, I think I met, we talked about that on this podcast before. Uh, no, I haven't, but Oh my God, over the years, I've met so many people who work in lumber yards. And I mean, I have, there's, there's a, there's a gentleman, uh, a family, the Hearn Hardwoods in Pennsylvania. I'm dying to go there. They get the largest bands on America there. It, oh, cool. it's, and can you say Western Pennsylvania cherry, but Nakashima Studios buys from them. Every major furniture uh, artist uh, buys from them. They source wood from around the world. Just and just a nice family. Brian Hearn is a really cool guy and a, an incredible woodworker. That's one of those places. I mean, I've bought from uh, Kime Lumber. I've I met a gentleman who just gave me a, a stick and I made a plane hammer out of it, a handle. His name is Jamie and he owns Hartville Hardwoods. Never heard of it. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Hartville <laughs> Hardware and Lumber, but this is Hartville Hardwoods. Remember that dude that walked up and sh- gave me that stick of uh, curly red oak? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I made my plane hammer and I did a video and I promoted him and he's just the nicest guy. He's just a local uh, timber guy. And I'll promote guys like that all the time. And he, he reached out and goes, dude, you need any more? I told you I'd give you some lumber and I go, no, worry about it, man. I'll, I'll hook up with you someday. Yeah. You know, this, there's a lot of times I'm somewhere and traveling and I get the car and I go, Ooh, I like that stick. It's, it just pops. And I, you know, I got lumber all over the, all over the garage and shop. So yeah, whew, I, I need to work on this slab and that's what I want to do. I want to start building out my desk. So it's time. It's time to get building again. So those are my sources. Uh, of course, they're local or they'll deliver. I'm, I mean, I know a lot of guys who uh, order from Macbeth as well. And uh, there's also um, uh, Rucheville Lumber, which I've heard. I just, you know, I just sometimes it's time. I just don't have time to get to those yards to pick or whatever. But someday. Yeah. I'm not retired yet. So. You aren't, but I will be soon. Oh. Yeah, that's unbelievable. That's so cool, dude. Okay, so what's uh, what, what do you want to do next? Uh, hardware. Okay, that's easy. Um, Richelieu. Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, Richelieu has definitely been my source. And that's not just a local thing. They happen to have one local to me, but they have multiple stores nationwide. Um, they have an amazing amazing selection of things. I mean, anything bloom, anything cabinetry related, they're going to have it. Um, Reva shelf, I think is another line they carry. Um, they've always been great. Prices are good, easy to work with. Um, I have ordered from cabinetparts.com before. That's funny. That's what I get too. Yeah. Cabinetparts.com is always, they always have good pricing, uh, compared to Richelieu. Uh, usually have things in stock. Um, pretty much anything cabinetry is going to come from one of those two places and primarily Richelieu. Um, 
any other off the wall stuff, it's really just kind of like if, if I want something specific, you know, here's a good example. You know, you just ordered those Doug Mocket yep. uh, pop-ups. Like, you know, that's a scenario you're probably going to order it from Doug Mocket. Um, so it's, it's very dependent on the project, but mm -hmm. when it's cabinet related stuff, like I just placed that giant order for, you know, 20 something sets of 18 inch shore slides, um, uh, hinges, all that stuff, everything. I can just order it by piece through them. And it's actually way cheaper than going to the regular store and just buying it. Uh -huh. Um, screws, bolts, that kind of stuff. I, I don't carry a big stock. I think next year or this year, when I start getting super uber organized in the shop, I probably will start standardizing everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll just go to a, you know, a home store or hardware store. I try to go to Ace Hardware as much as I can. I, I've actually been, I feel like I find a lot more to local Ace Hardware than I do. I always find what I need at those places versus going to a home store. A lot of times I don't find what I need at a home store hmm. when it's something off the wall. Hmm. You? Uh, Richelieu, uh, they used to, it's because it, there's a little history. I think I, you know this. Um, I found them, uh, but they weren't Richelieu at the time. Uh, Richelieu is a Canadian company, and they're buying all these cabinet supply houses. Emphasis cabinet supply, they deal to cabinet shops. Uh, you can do walk-ins there, but you got to know what you're ordering. Uh, and I found them. Uh, they're um, the Quarter Brothers. They were called Quarter Co. Um, and I got to know them, and I knew their crew. And they were bought by Richelieu because they, they had two or three locations in the uh, Midwest. Um, and I know, I know the, I know some really cool people at Richelieu uh, in Canada and uh, it was a good mix for them and they still are running it. And just uh, the brothers are just really nice guys. And, you know, you, you gotta know your paths when you walk in there and the, cause they just, it's a will call area, but I tell everybody, go find a cabinet supply house in your neck of the woods, get to know those folks, create a relationship with them. Um, most of their, most of their sales are from their sales staff that go to cabinet shops, but they do usually have a will call area and you can go and order stuff and know what you're ordering and they'll they'll just type it in and get it and you'll get killer pricing nine mm -hmm. out of 10 times. If you get to know oh, yeah. them and um, for as, as far as that's what I did this year. Uh, you saw me go through the process um, kind of standardizing all my screws. I used a screw down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I'll never forget when they first came out. Uh, they're called quick screws. It's just a brand name. Uh, Self-tapping. Um, uh, they got the nibs on the bugles and just, they, they saved me so much time. I went, uh, and I went full torques this year. I'm getting rid of everything. I just, I hate it. You know, when you're, you're building something and you save some of these screws from this project, some God, from this build. exactly what you mean. And the next thing you know, you're like, you need like 30 screws. You get 20 some of those are Phillips. Some of them are square drive, whatever. I just went Torx throughout and out. And also some of the other screws I use, I pick up here and there. But I, for some of my construction screws, I use uh, GRKs. I freaking mm -hmm. love them. Yeah, there's, um, those are nice too. Yeah. So, and those are all Torx. 
So that's what I use. And those are uh, online. If I need specific parts for stuff, I'm, I'm a tinkerer. And I'll go, and everybody knows this, I go to McMaster Car. Get to know that website. I used to, wow, way back when, McMaster Car had, and I had a card, uh, I had four or five of their big yellow books that I used to rifle through trying to find parts in my shop. You'd, you'd call them, you'd order it, but they, you, they had good service. They'd ship it out to you. Now it's all online, and man, is their website extensive, so... You need a nut, a bolt. Uh, I showed how to get those toggle levers for my domino hack. They get everything. I need to do that. Soup to nuts. Soup to nuts. They get everything. And, oh, my God, schematics. Everything. McMaster card. Get to know that website. There was a place down in uh, Miami Gardens I used to go, but they were bought out by Amazon. They were called Small Parts, Inc. I used to go to their will call area and look through their catalogs and you know, find a, a specific nut or bolt or, you know, even tubing or anything to fix something. So it's pretty cool. And I use them and you called out cabinetpats.com and I, I ordered from them uh, early on um, just to save some time, but those so are good. You those are good sources. You mentioned with Richelieu, you know, they, they supply to cabinet shops and you, you kind of need to know what you're talking about. I remember the first time I went in there, it was an interesting experience because they deal in part numbers. They don't deal with, I mean, they'll figure it out what you're trying to tell them, but they want part numbers like mo oh, yeah. you know, model number, part number, whatever. Oh yeah. I remember the first time I went in there, I told them I needed uh, the bloom undermount drawer slides and they were like, which ones? And I said like, the, you know, the length. And she was like, the, you know, the part number. Yep. And then she like starts uh, spitting these things off. And at first I'm like, I think that's it. And I was like checking on my phone. I'm like, yeah, that's it. So that taught me a valuable lesson. Like yeah. I, you need, you need to go in there, you know, prepared to, to mm -hmm. talk about those things. Because if you know, if you're able to reference the part number in a catalog, you, then you're able to, you know, as silly as that sounds, it, it makes a difference, right? Because oh. I can just say, I need, I need 30 sets of, you know, 563H18, you know, whatever, O2 or whatever it is. Yep. And they're just like, doo -doo 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 -doo, done. Okay, cool. Go to will they, call. They had a guy in there early on, Rob. I called him the computer. And he would go, okay, he'd go, okay, yep, good part. Yep, good one. And then he goes, need the screws? I go, nope. I go, you got any core screws? He goes, yeah. In other words, it makes their job easy if you know the part numbers, mm -hmm. but also they're more willing to help you out because you know your stuff. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. And uh, and then you can ask a question, hey, will that give me the right reveal? And he'll say, yeah. And, and some of these guys, that's how they live. They live in those catalogs and they do know every part, every reveal, everything. Yeah. You know, so we were talking... I think somebody asked a question. Was it beers with the boys about, uh, we were talking filler strips, right? Yeah. Beers and, with the boys. Uh, somebody asked about uh, which hinge should I get and what's my reveal. And I was just like, wow, you know, that's a 107 clip top, whatever. That's what I use, but it, it's just, you got to know what you, you get. Oh, how do you say if you get, 
Okay, so there's all kinds of, I've said this before too, I think on the podcast, there's all kinds of brands of um, of hardware, Salici Grass, Bloom, whatever, Sagastini, get embedded with one of them, you know, learn and get, get a Bloom book, read the schematics. It may seem daunting in the beginning, but then all of a sudden everything starts to click once you start building a few cabins here and there. And then it's a no-brainer. Like you are already rattling off numbers about undermounts and stuff like that. And sometimes it's a an H or a G or a J at the end that could be night and day because oh, it's a, big time. Yep. You know, so just get used to it. Uh you're gonna make mistakes, but um you'll save a ton of money if you know your stuff. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. You brought up the book. That's a great, I, I said this in my Bloom Undermount door slide video. You can actually call Bloom. I don't know if they're still doing it because I've had some people tell me that they won't send the book, that they have to reference the stuff online. So I don't know if they stopped doing it, but get to know, get to know that catalog and understand what the schematics mean and what each number means. And once you learn that, you'll know exactly what it is you need because every single hinge, you know, you can pick from like six different options on what it is you want. And the part numbers are different for each one. And -hmm. I cannot tell you how many messages I get. It's so hard because it's difficult to help them unless they tell me, uh, because the first thing I'll ask them is what part number did you get? And they'll tell me the part number and I'll be like, oh yeah, that's, that's a full overlay. That's not an inset um, hinge. You can't, you're going to have to get the other hinges. And it's just, they don't know. Um, get to know that catalog and, and understand the part numbers. Yeah. Whenever I used to teach uh, cabinetry at festival, I, I, I used to go off on a little bit of a tangent on hinges because people don't realize you got one parts, the hinge, one parts, the plate, mm-hmm. and you can alternate between hinges and plates, but you gotta know what you're getting. Yeah. So it's a, it's fun. Once you get into it, it's fun. I have a whole bunch of, I haven't decided yet on my, all my projects coming up. If I want to do inset frameless, which I really want to do, cause I think they look so clean, but I'll probably <clears> do overlay, <throat> but I'm thinking about ordering all bloom inserta hinges because I just want to punch everything out the LR32 and be done with it. I don't want to mm-hmm. mess with anything. Um, and I want to sit there and screw in every single plate and every single hinge. And well, if you get the insert, as I've been coaching people lately, uh, when you put the cup hinge in, there's a double bore on either side. You can do one of two things. You can let it sit proud a little. It's it was designed to be used with their uh, Bloom Mini Press. It does all three: the 35 mm-hmm. cup and the two things. I just take them to a to keep them flush. I just take it and grind those little um, bump outs on my bench grinder. So it sits flush. How much, this is completely off topic, but how much do you think that that boring machine runs? Blue mini press, 1500 bucks, if not more. And that's the one that we'll just do. By the way, I'm quoting a price 15, 16, 17 years ago. Well, luckily we have this thing called technology, Sedge. And I, on this podcast, I'm going to look right now what the Bloom Mini Press costs. Bloom Mini Press. Because I'm I'm interested, which would be so silly. Oh my God. Oh no, that's a 220, a single phase. Manual Mini Press Bloom 
$3,500. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Oh, so CMT, it appears, makes... Oh, wait. You can also get the Bloom Eco Drill, which is, I think, when you set up... I saw this at... uh, What's it called? IWF. Yeah. You basically hook a drill up to it, and you can, like, clamp it to the board, and it does all three at the same time. It's all operated with, like, gears that work between the two. There's all kinds of different companies. Anyways, I was just thinking... Granted, I have the LR32 system, but how cool would it be just to go through it really quick and just? Bzz, 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 bzz. God, I had um, people would I had, um, It'd be awesome. I'm going to remember this. It was a Mepla A1200, I think was the model number. I bought 500 sets of hinges, uh, Salici hinges, and they gave me it. And that back then, that was a $1,500, $1,600 press. And I also had the uh, RAM so I could press in the hinges with it. Yes. Yeah. So I had that. It was all pneumatic too to press fit in. I mean, I I think that that's a justifiable expense for a hobbyist shop, right? Yeah, of course. Hey, on that back wall where I got rid of the CNC machine. Telling you, you made room for it. I could could put it there and I could put it right next to my long edge banding machine. Mm Mm-hmm. Welcome to my cabinet shop that I only build cabinets for my home. Nice. Nice. All right. Anyway, let's, let's move on to the next one. Let's do uh, finishes. Mine's going to be easy. Um, I don't do a lot of crazy finishes anymore and any finishes that I get, I just order online and I don't have a specific one, but I mean, I love Rubio Monocoat. So I order Rubio a lot. And mm-hmm. typically, to be honest with you, I, Usually order Ruby off Amazon. Um, Nowadays, I feel like unless you're using a finish that's not readily accessible in one of the many options, I mean, you have uh, the home stores that carry a, you know, decent line of finishes, but then you have like Rockler and Woodcraft, you know, Rockler sells a ton of general finishes. Woodcraft sells a lot of general finishes. That's a, a finish that I like to use for sure. Um, Ace Hardware, believe it or not, I've actually found finishes that you don't find at other places. Um, but I don't, I don't experiment with a lot of finishes anymore. I just, I like Rubio. If I need to use like a lacquer or something, you know, I'll just find one that works. I really liked the target coatings, water-based uh, lacquer, but I don't know. I just, I'm not a big finish guy. I'm more interested to hear what you have to say on this topic. Cause I'm sure I know the finish you really like to use. What is it? Um, what's the heck is the name of the, you use, you use the same thing for everything. ML Campbell. ML Campbell. Yeah. And Where I do you buy their... that? Okay. So, um, I can buy it from DSI. Um, I can call them up and have them deliver it um, to Festool. I'll just buy it and put it on my CAD. Or I can buy it up in uh, Chicago, JC Licked. Uh, they sell ML Campbell in some of their stores. And I'll just call uh, Victor, our rep up there, and say, hey, I'm going to need some uh, ML Campbell Magnamax. And he'll tell me the right store to call. And I know them and they'll send it down. It's, it's no bigs. I don't have to go rushing around to get it. 
that's what I spray. I, I, I experiment once in a while. I go over to uh, Sherwin uh, Sherman. Uh, I call him Sherman Wilson. Uh, Sherwin Williams. And I tried, uh, I bought some lacquer there last summer. And man, it was, it was good. Uh, it's just, it seemed like it wasn't as uh, tough or as hard as uh, Magnum Axe. Magnum so, Axe? Magna, uh, uh, Magnum Axe. Magnum Max. Okay, so let's now talk about tools. <laughs> tools. This is what everybody really wants to know, right? Where do we order our tools from? Nowhere, everybody, because they just all send it to me for free. Oh, I don't have God. to buy anything because I'm an influencer. No, but here's mine, okay? Yep. Anything that I... I'm looking for if US tool and fastener has it, I order it. Oh, wow. Cool. Specifically, like anytime I'm looking for festival, they are the first website I go to. Because mm-hmm. um, from my experience, they almost always have everything that I'm looking for. Um, I think they had an issue with their website, so, something within Google and their, their website doesn't populate. It doesn't have priority anymore because it basically like wiped everything clean. It was this whole thing. Unfortunate, but I'll just immediately go to US tool and faster and uh, search the MW 1000 workstation work table, uh, which is amazing, by the way. I was telling you that when you were here this weekend, like that was like the, the, the little workhorse during this whole flooring project, which was great. But um, I definitely order from them. Outside of that one, it's odds and ends things that I can't find uh, on that website. Then, uh, you know, I'll just order stuff from Amazon. I don't buy stuff in stores very often anymore. And I don't waste my time going to the stores as much anymore because I'll always call before I go because of time. Like what you were saying earlier, it's a time Mm -hmm. thing for me. I can, if I want to get out of the house, sure. I'll drive to Rockler or Woodcraft and see if they have it, but I'll always call first because I'm not wasting my time going over there if they don't have it. Um, Oh, and with, I make with sure, yeah, I make sure they have it in their hand. Yeah. I don't say, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It says in the computer, I go, could you go get, get that for me and put it in your hand? I'll be there in 45 minutes. Well, even that's a problem sometimes because I've asked yeah. for very specific things that are in their store um, <clears throat> where they could go put it in their hands, but they don't know what I'm talking about. They make me seem like I don't know what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, I just kind of got tired of it. I can go online. I know what it is that I want and I know what it is that I need and I can order it. The last thing I will ever do is go to a store and when they say, well, we could order it for you. I don't even Ooh. know why they even say that anymore. We could have it here next week. Yeah, I could have it tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so yeah, Times festival are stuff. Oh yeah. Festival stuff, I... I definitely go to US Tool and Fastener. And if they, if they have something else I'm looking for, I get it from them. Everything else pretty much now is is Amazon or um, Taylor Toolworks is another website that I've ordered stuff from. Um, Hartville, another one that I've ordered stuff online. A lot of, they kind of corner the, the Amazon market. So at least when it's related to Festool. Um, if you're ordering something on Amazon that's Festool, more than likely it's coming from Hartville now. <clears throat> but yeah, that's about it. The only, the only exception that I will like, I'll go into a store and if it's a big tool that I'm purchasing, 
if they have it there, just because then I get to save on the shipping. Um, I would buy that in a, in a local store. And, you know, I'll get the argument, well, you're, you're not supporting local and that's why these stores are going to go out of business and all that stuff. It's like, I mean, everything is online. Everything is online and they've made it easy. And then when you can get stuff and it's free shipping, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. And you'll have it two days later and you don't have to worry about loading into the back of a truck. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard not, it's hard to pass that up. What about you? Ever tell you my uh, grinder story? I went into, um, I needed a a grinder uh, years and years and years ago to, uh, to uh, sharpen my lawnmower blades. And uh, I went into Lowe's. That's where Marianne works. And I walked into their tool corral and they had a Hitachi back then for $49. I go, I'll take that. He goes, yeah, we don't have any of those. We just have the floor model. And I go, nah, I'll pass. I go, how about that cobalt one? And he went, yeah, we don't have any of those in stock, but I can sell you the demo model. I won't buy demo models. I've been stung a couple times. So I said, eh, don't worry about it. So hot summer day. I walked, uh, I came back to the shop. I was spraying some lacquer in the cabinets and halfway through. Now it's about 1030 in the morning. I went, huh. You know what? I'm going to go check that. And I bought a Bosch on Amazon. And then I saw this button. It was right when they started to do this years ago. Same day delivery. Yeah. And I went, that's impossible. It's 1030 in the morning. It's the same price. It's free shipping. And they'll have it here by four o'clock, five o'clock. That's what it said. I said, that's a bunch of hoo-ha. I had forgotten. I ordered it. I forgot about four o'clock. Some guy walked right into the garage and goes, here you go. I was floored. Yeah. So yeah, we have a lot of uh, Amazon fulfillment uh, centers in this area because we're centrally located. Hello, Midwest. And to this day, I ha- I get a lot of stuff same day or next day. Mm-hmm. And I shame on me, even this past two weekends ago, I needed a part that had blown away off my grill. I told you this story, right? And I went to the a local uh, True Value, and then I went to Lowe's uh, looking for the part. Uh, it was a simple grease trap for my, they didn't have it. And I wasted about 45 minutes. And I said, nope. I went right on Amazon. I had it the next day. That was a Saturday morning. I had it Sunday afternoon at yeah. a great price with a few extra tins in there. I was like, this is, this is a no-brainer, but I do want to do business locally, but it's just, it's like, you know, and nowadays there's nobody really in the stores to help you. Just somebody saying hi at the front, who's the cashier, and then right. you're on your own. Yeah. And when you do have questions about stuff, it makes it more challenging. And I've run into that multiple times yeah. um, in, you know, prominent stores where you go in. That's why I like Highland Woodworking so much or Highland hardware woodworking Mm -hmm. in Atlanta, because, you know, when I went in to talk about festival, the guy knew about festival and he could tell me everything that I had a question about. You go into some of these places now. And again, I don't, I don't expect every, every store to have experts on all the tools. That's unrealistic, but at least have a little bit of an idea on some of the tools. Right. Um, So it just, it makes it a, a bad experience. And I think that that works to my advantage, you know, somebody and you too, that makes YouTube videos, you know, if, if they don't, if people don't have that, 
that, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That confidence that if they go yep. into X store and ask a question, it's going to get answered. Of course, they're going to go try to find somebody that they trust online to give the answers. And they're like, that answers every question I had. Thank you. Perfect. Now I'm going to buy it. And then what do they do? They order mm-hmm. it online. Or if they can't wait, they'll find a local place that has it and go buy it and walk out of the store with it. Now, um, if, if I'm out doing a show somewhere and you've seen me do this, I go wandering around mm-hmm. and I'll end up buying something. You know, uh, like I, I bought a couple of tapes at uh, Hatville when I was there. But I buy, I, buy, I buy stuff from them because I'm there, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a captured audience. I'm working that day or that weekend. And I see something I like and I go, oh, I'll take that. Or I'm talking to a rep from another company. And I said, yeah, I'll order one. Like I'll get a Grex gun, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like U.S. Tool and Fasteners. I've known them for years and years. Great people. And if I ever ordered Festool online, I'd probably get it from them or uh, Beaver Tool yeah. or Hotville. You know, I just like all those people. Hey, you know what I owe you? I owe you a trip to uh, one of the best tool stores in the Midwest, Berlin's House of Tools. We got to go up there. Yeah, up in what, Chicago? Yeah, man. We got to go up there, man. We'll spend the entire day in Joliet at one of their stores. And they have one in Joliet, Lombard, and Palatine. And they're just the nicest people on earth there. Love. I love them. We were supposed to go once. Yeah, I know. We got sidetracked on something. I think it was yeah. called the Club Ultra or something like that. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully our audience found that a little helpful. I'm sure they did. Probably took some nuggets and probably searching on Google right now, looking up some of these uh, websites and stuff. I, I know that it's some of it was very local based. So oh, I'll probably help Gary but... out. Gary, this, this one yeah. is for you. All these sources here. Hello, governor. Hey, governor. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sedge, I have an important announcement to make. Ooh. We are going to do the get bents. Ooh. But we have, from now until the end of time, our buddy Hans to introduce... They get bent. Hans, take it away. Oof, oh, looks like I've stepped in, in dog shizer. Oh, oh wait, no, it's just a recent video from Jason Bent. It's time to get bent. All right, so. <laughs> Love that. So, yeah, <laughs> looking at me strange. I have to insert that clip later on, right? Obviously. <laughs> ben was nice enough to send like four different renditions. Oh my God, did he really? Get bent, yeah. The the one I that I so. just played uh, is definitely my favorite. And that'll probably be the one that we do all the time, but can't wait does to he, let you listen to it. Does he say hatreds? Oh, yeah. God. They're, they're pretty funny. Pretty funny. All right. This first one <laughs> is from my uh, building a frameless upper cabinet. This one, this person states, totally boring video. Only lecture only. What? This one. Uh, <laughs> do you, this one is from my, uh, the one I just did on the MTRX. Do you ever make project videos anymore? 
Oh, let's see. Another one on that video. Yeah. Too expensive. <laughs> That's all they say. Yep. Uh, this one says, Oh, fun. Everybody's getting into these dumb titles. <laughs> I totally did do a, oh, uh, uh, an Eric Spensley title. Yeah. I don't understand why. I guess he's been doing that a lot. I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to try it on this one. I already changed it, but yeah, that's, that's another one. Um, let's see. Oh, hold on. I, I have a bunch of uh, negative ones. I'm just trying to find them. Hold on. Okay. Um, <laughs> this same video you make something with all those tools because the new Yankee workshop make a beautiful woodwork with out those tools sorry all those tools are not for woodworkers they are for money spenders Wait, it, these people are drunk when they're typing this shit Oh, they have to be because I love reading it exactly the way that they type it. Um, hold on. Was that Nothing, George Santos? This is another one. Nothing but an advertisement and a waste of your money. Um, ah, there was one that I really wanted to that I really wanted to read. It was the very first comment that I got on this video. Uh, dang it. All right. Well, oh, here it is. <laughs> oh, there's 11 replies on this too. Let's take a look at those while I got everybody here. <laughs> this is the very first comment. And it says, I'm talking about the MTRX multifunction precision triangle set triangle. I know what he was, what he meant by this, but it's just still funny. He says a hundred percent paid promotion for a dust collector. What? Yeah, I guess he was saying like it would never oh, get used. It's a piece of crap never, and it oh. just collects dust. But at first I was like, dust collector? What are yeah. you talking about? Oh. This one says, um, let's see. And fest. Uh, so somebody wrote back and says, it's no secret he's sponsored by TSO, which I'm not. I am not sponsored by TSO. I am an affiliate for TSO. I'm not sponsored by them. And then this person re replies and says, and Festool, and hard to watch this stuff with an open mind. If fact, I don't watch once I see the direction. Stick with project tips, tricks, and the like. He would say it in words. This stuff was given to him for a review. Come clean, Jason. It is right there in the video description. Commerce, yep, commercial for over overpriced products. I've never, oh, this is, here's one. And I've seen this guy before. He's a troll. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him. I've never seen Jason make anything but a 90 degree cut. Therefore, it's hard to take his information seriously as a need for the shop. I own multiple alternatives so tools like these are just too redundant oh my god uh, 
He's very upfront about the sponsorship and he's been using their tools since before the sponsorship. I have a TSO rail square and I love it. Wow. There's a lot of hatreds on that video. Unsure. Why, oh yeah. It, it, there's a lot. Unsure why everybody is so surprised about this. His channel has always been long form commercials for very high-end product level tools from his sponsor. Shouldn't expect anything else from him, especially a non-biased review. Ooh. You know what, I love, you know what I love about this? Okay. So that guy is still subscribed to me clearly because he saw the video or maybe it just popped up in his feed, but I doubt it because it was the first day. His channel has always been long form commercials for very high end production level tools from his sponsors. Shouldn't expect anything else from him. Who really? <laughs> so clearly he's been subscribed for a long time and he continues to be subscribed and he continues to leave comments on my, on my yeah. channel. Unbelievable. God. Yeah. So when I, when I see stuff like that, I just, you know what I always do. I go to see what's on their channel and it's usually him and his, uh, one other subscriber probably his mother. Yeah. Man, just the the hatreds. I need to I need to pin that comment just so I can keep getting more people just hating on it. Unbelievable. You know, it almost makes me it almost makes me just want to continue to do it just to keep reading all this all this hatred. <laughs> Cuz I'll tell you what all the videos that get the most subscribers and get the newest or get more, uh, keep growing your audience are Most all the videos that the, these people just continue to hate and leave comments on Yep, the engagement. So you leave, I'll get 20 more. I don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's crazy, I'm not, man. I'm not doing this for you. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Getting man, back we covered we covered a lot back in tonight. the mood, Sedge. I'm getting back in the mood, dude. I Motivated. like to see it, brah. Motivated. Good to to keep uh, disappointing people. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thank you uh, so much for listening to episode Ooh. 71 of the Green Suiters Podcast. <laughs> and, uh, a special thank you to our good friend Hans for. Making Hans. a return to the podcast and making Get Bent Whole again. Thank you, Hans. Thank you, Hans. Danke schön. Danke schön. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, until next week, we hope you have a good week. <laughs> everybody chill, man. We'll see you next week. All right. See you later. Later. Later.